it's time now for us to check in with Richard Sussman, our global news reporter over in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Uh, how, more awesome. importantly, how are the vaccinations going? Yeah, so it depends who you ask, but uh, in terms of the overall mass vaccination rollout, uh, things are underway and they are going as well as expected, but this is just the early stages, right? So those uh, over the age of 90 and all health authorities receiving their vaccines starting yesterday, some health authorities, they are already down to the group uh, 80 plus. It just depends on the health authority. It depends when appointments were available. The booking system is still underway for those uh, 80 plus uh, across the province. So that part of things is going well, but the other part of all this is, you know, moving into the next phase and when the province is going to move into booking those uh, in their 70s, which is quite a large age cohort, one that was supposed to be registering online for the vaccination, but it's an online system that won't be available until the middle of April. The province will not be moving that up. It just seems like it would be too risky considering uh, they have not finished fully testing the site yet and are worried about it crashing anyway. So it's unclear at this point if you're in your 70s how you will actually register to get the vaccine. I expect we'll get details on that uh, over the next few days. But, you know, and then uh, if you work uh, at a business place that's had an outbreak, uh, the vaccination program is going pretty well for you. We, we've seen some cases now, uh, multiple businesses uh, in the Fraser Valley who have already received uh, their vaccine. And it's still a little bit unclear why these groups were prioritized for Pfizer vaccine. Uh, one of them had a pretty major outbreak, Vitrum Glass. And the idea there was to vaccinate to help cut down on community spread of the virus. But again, other others are saying, well, why were they prioritized when, you know, we're still yeah. waiting for a vaccine? And that includes teachers, police, firefighters, transit. So it really depends who you're asking in terms of how the vaccine vaccine rollout's going. Yeah, I know that because that, I get emails from people about that. I'm sure you do too, Richard, right? People not happy that it feels to them like people are being rewarded for bad behavior almost. Yeah, and I asked Dr. Bonnie Henry about that yesterday and, and she chuckled and said, well, she hopes that, you know, that's not the case and that no one wants to get this virus. Uh, but it does feel that way at times. And the other part of my question was that, you know, the understanding is it takes three weeks for the vaccine uh, to fully set in. And if there is an ongoing outbreak, uh, you know, how does that prevent spread in the now, considering it's going to take time for the full effects of the vaccine? And that part of the question, Dr. Henry didn't answer. Uh, a bit unfair of me to jam in a few different questions, but that's the nature of these briefings nowadays. But, you know, that is still one of the questions that lingers is what is the overall efficacy of the vaccine in a situation where there is substantial outbreak? And would the province be better served as they're starting to do now proactively using the vaccine in situations where they know risk is higher? So we know the AstraZeneca vaccine, which is now in BC, which moves around a little bit easier, will be targeted for uh, processing facilities where in many cases, putting in those barriers of protection, uh, physical distancing, mask wear, is very difficult because of you know the the conditions of working in there and how those uh, uh, factories and and facilities were built and then the other 
uh, place where the province will be targeting AstraZeneca uh, is congregate settings. So uh, work camps, uh, agricultural facilities, anywhere where people are working, but also living together at the same time, they will be targeted uh, with the vaccine as well. Okay. And still lots of discussion about the AstraZeneca vaccine, I know, but it sounds like Dr. Bonnie Henry has been fairly steady on this point. Yeah, the federal government also announcing this morning, Simi, that it's now being approved to be used for 65 plus. So a lot of people will have heard news that there has been blood clots associated with the AstraZeneca vaccine. And a number of countries in Europe have uh, suspended the use of AstraZeneca. Well, Dr. Henry addressed that head on yesterday. And what she said is 17 million doses of AstraZeneca have been distributed worldwide. And of that, there have been 37 blood clots, uh, a minuscule number compared to the number of vaccines that have been administered. And Dr. Henry said that there could be various different reasons for why that happens. And the bottom line is if you are offered AstraZeneca, take it. It is a good vaccine. Mm -hmm. The federal government supports the vaccine. The BC government supports the vaccine. They believe it is low risk to take the vaccine and it helps protect not just yourself, but your community. The more people that take AstraZeneca, the sooner we will all move up the line, especially as we get the Johnson and Johnson vaccine on board soon. Yeah. So the advice is take the vaccine. It doesn't just help you. It helps everyone in your community. All right. So more to come on that one. Let's talk about the variants, too, because that's always it's kind of lurking, I feel like, right in the background of all this vaccination talk about what's going on out there. Yeah. And so, again, yesterday we saw a jump up in the number of variants, uh, as well as the number of active variants in community. And and that is clearly uh, concerning. Excuse me. And uh, we're seeing that as something the province is keeping an eye closely on. But one of the interesting things Dr. Henry said last week is the way that they are managing variants uh, is no different than how they're managing the rest of the virus. They have not seen the rapid spread and transmissibility of the variant as we've seen uh, in other jurisdictions around the world. But yes, it's, right. it's long been seen, you know, the last month or so, month plus, as a race between variants and vaccines. And for now, it seems we have things under control, but the variants could very quickly get the upper hand. And so that's why we hear those numbers every day. And it's important to follow along with that. Right. Uh, And I was thinking, too, about schools. We were speaking with Jordan Tinney yesterday, the Surrey School Superintendent, about how they're kind of, you know, putting some extra measures in, cracking down for spring break. Uh, Have you heard of any other jurisdictions doing that? Like, is there going to be guidance coming from the Ministry of Education on this? No. So this was something that had been asked for uh, in Fraser Health and especially by Surrey teachers to provide that school district additional flexibility around COVID-19 safety protocols. And they have worked with uh, the uh, school district in order to do that. But I would anticipate to me that will be the only health authority that does that. It, it's where we have seen uh, the most cases of school exposures. It's where we have seen exposures, exposures connected to variant cases, something the province no longer explicitly lists for the reason I mentioned before, that the province is not reacting differently to variants. So they've decided not to list it uniquely, which I, 
I think could be a problematic decision. Uh, it will, again, be one of those issues where the public is saying, well, you're not giving us all of the information you have, and we would like all that information, but that's an aside. Uh, and then I, but I don't think, we'll see. We'll see what unfolds over the next few weeks during spring break. If we start seeing transmission among young people over the next few weeks, uh, very easily we could see adjustments being made uh, as they return back to school at the end of March. Right. So it sounds like we're going into a critical time here, right? That return from spring yeah. break is going to be pivotal. Yeah. I, I think this stretch, uh, you know, we, we yeah. say this so many times, but uh, based on this is a this is a tough stretch because people are making decisions now based on the fact that vaccine is on the horizon and we are seeing a rapid return to normalcy and people are, you know, gathering socially, which they can outdoors, but that no doubt will extend indoors as well. So this is a crucial situation where our case counts are still high. You know, it's higher today than it was seven days ago in terms of new cases. Hospitalizations is still high. Deaths were 10 over three days. Um, Even though we have uh, long-term care basically fully vaccinated, that's concerning as well. So Mm -hmm. all of those factors at play, this, this is an incredibly crucial time you know, eventually we'll just get to the point where the cases will drop down and it will be over. But what will be in its wake, right? How many people yeah. will have died? How many cases will there have been? And, and, you know, the numbers are now just the numbers for so many people. But again, it, it bears reminding that every death is a human being with a family and loved ones. And at this point, every death is very avoidable based on our layers of protection yeah. and the fact vaccine is in the community for the most vulnerable. So, it, you know, it, it is a crucial, crucial time we're in right now. So true. All right, Richard, thank you. Yeah, thanks, Amy.